0: The global cosmetic industry market was around $532 billion in 2017, and it's projected to exceed 863 billion dollars in 2024. Now bringing it down to Nigeria, the Nigerian beauty and personal care market is said to be worth 500 billion naira. Welcome to Julia Leona Podcast, here we traverse all of the positives in Nigeria from politics to food to music, art, culture, tourism and every other thing that you can think of. And guess what guys, I have an interview with a phenomenal young lady. Her name is Nkame Oyewinde. She's a professional beauty consultant and she has also been the official makeup artist for uh, a first lady in the previous administration and she's also worked with several celebrities, several socialites and a number of people. She's amazing, she's tenacious, she's an entrepreneur at heart. She's also building a beauty line gradually. She's also a portrait photographer. She's a treasure trove of wisdom. I literally was bringing out quotes out of everything that she said. That's how amazing she is. I want you to listen to this interview. And um, hopefully you can learn anything or two. Because there's going to be an exponential growth in the Nigerian industry. It's growing. It's growing. It's massive currently. But there are projections based on research by research um, companies that there's going to be more happening in the beauty industry in years to come because they need to because it's, it's to be providing opportunities for the vibrant population we have a young urban and sophisticated growing middle class population which also ultimately means that a lot of people would be getting in the beauty industry without further ado let's go straight to the interview today's guest is a dexterous beauty expert
1: she's a portrait photographer and a consultant in the beauty industry She's a graduate of Uniben and the CEO of Kima's Makeup. Her expertise has positioned her in the upper echelons of the beauty industry in Nigeria. Her name is Inkem Odita in Inkem, thank you so very much
0: your invitation for having me interview. So, what inspired your decision to join the beauty industry? You.
2: Thank you, Julia, for having me. Wow, my journey, what inspired me to become a beauty expert? Well, I really like seeing women come out beautiful. I just like when a woman is pretty and for some reason she's able to do one or two things to make it extra. So as a young student, I often wanted to, I, often, I just liked makeup. I liked beautiful pictures. And so so one day, I always told myself that one day I'll become one of these top makeup since that I see you know so after school I was a u-copper where I said it was just beside side makeup studio it's an international makeup brand from the UK I think so immediately I found that there was a makeup store beside me as a copper I used to sneak off there to go and see what they were all about at the end of one month I signed up as one of their distributors this allowed me to Purchase their products at Cheaper prices and resell. So I just became their wholesale distributor. I was very very happy because I Liked makeup. I hated seeing it done the wrong way I didn't like seeing people with shades of powder that were not that color So I started off selling makeup even while I was still a copper So I ended up not even taking my salary from the office every month. I used to just save it. So at the age of 21, I already started selling makeup, you know, so oh. that gave me so much joy. A couple of months later, I was passing through a cool hotel and I saw House of Tara. I walked into the House of Tara and I noticed that they have opportunity for making money. So I signed up also to be their beauty rep. Being their beauty rep meant that none of their customers could just walk into a drugstore and buy their makeup. You'd have to locate their beauty reps to purchase from them. And in buying from me, I also made a profit as well. So at the tender age of 21, I became a wholesale distributor for two makeup brands, one international and one locally made here. So. It gave me so much joy. Mm -hmm. I still wasn't a professional makeup artist, but as a copper, I was already earning my own money. Just by selling eyebrow pencils, lipsticks, lip glosses, powders in the right shade, you know, to every woman around me, very quickly, I became the makeup girl in my office. In my NYSE city, I became the makeup girl, you know. And then people started asking me, can you shape in my brow? Can you do my makeup? I found out that I could sell makeup very well, but I wasn't able to give people that wow look. And then I wasn't able to do the African traditional gayly gay gay very well. So immediately after my NYSE, I got another job, 9 to 5 somewhere in ikeja And then I started looking out for where I could learn how to tie gayly. Gay gay. So... I learned how to tie look Somewhere in Maryland For three days And then I continued My 9 to 5 job But I noticed That 9 to 5 job Wasn't even paying me As much as The makeup I was selling Was paying me And then it was Taking up my time So I resigned This was a very tough Decision because I was just in my early 20s, and I was done with school, I was supposed to be giving back to the family, not still collecting from the family. So I didn't have my parents' blessings. I didn't have their approval. And I didn't have their permission to resign my job. But I did anyway. This caused me to move out from my house to my uncle's house because I felt that to do what I wanted to do, I need to be in an environment where I will be supported. Even if not with money, but at least I'll be supported morally, you know, in terms of I mm. would have someone to talk to if I encounter difficulties, you know. So, mm. I left. Mm. I, left my, I left my family house because no one had done what I wanted to do. So, it was very difficult for me to be in a place where no one would understand my language, you know. I was... Raised to go to school, graduate, and get a good job, and start bringing home money, you know. But it was difficult mm-hmm. for me, so I had to move. I needed an, another mm-hmm. environment that wasn't familiar, you know. I needed another environment that, if I make a mistake, I will not be pulled down, and let's be in a place where I will be encouraged if I went and did the wrong thing, you know. So I moved to my dad's younger brother's house and somehow it was easier for me i was able to start looking for a job but the job i was looking for was not a regular mm. 9 to 5 job in fact at that same period i got an opportunity to be the personal assistant to sonny ayere he is an investment banker this job came with an official car and it came with a, a salary of 150k it was the toughest decision I ever had to make. But I, I didn't take this job. It would have paid mm-hmm. me so much money. It would have given me experience. But for some reason, something in my gut told me that this was good. But it wasn't what I wanted to be doing mm-hmm. with myself for the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. instead of taking that job, While I was still thinking about what I was going to do, I signed up at a small store, a
0: very small business store somewhere in Ketu, Ecosie Road, where
2: the lady was making nails. She was a lady who made nails, did pedicure and manicure, and then she also sold clothes. She was a very small businesswoman, but everything I learned about business up until today, I learned it from that lady. So I signed up for a six-month class with her And I I started learning how to make nails And do pedicures, you know It was like falling from grace You know, Mm -hmm. my friends Mm -hmm. came around And they thought, okay, you've officially lost it You know, but in that time I was praying to God about what I wanted to do And I was looking for the job that suited me You know Six months my internship came mm. and gone. I had learned how to buy and sell. I had learned how to do customer service. I learned how to turn one naira to two naira. I learned how to make women feel beautiful from just this roadside lady. Up until mm. today, there is no business decision that I make that I do not go back to meet her because I saw her build up a business from a small container into two mega shops in that same environment. So after six months, my internship was finished and I moved on to Magodo. In Magodo, I worked as a new technician for another man for six months. So in that one year of me training and learning and becoming an apprentice, I was able to figure out for myself the path that I really wanted to go. And so I forged ahead. You know, so mm. after one year of leaving my regular 95 job, I finally had prayed to God and I was sure that okay this is the line that if I go into, I would succeed because to say that it was all by my strength would be a lie. I am confident that I am doing what I was born to do because I prayed to God, mm. and I was sure that He gave me the go ahead. You know, you know how when you want to take a life-changing decision, and then you know that everybody will tell yeah. you, "I told you so." So I wanted to be yeah. sure that yeah. anyone yeah. say, "I told you so," I will not be discouraged and I will mm. not be beaten down, because I knew that all I needed was just to get one yes, you know, from God, and then I'll be able to mm. go. So. From then until this day, every obstacle I've encountered on my job, every disappointment, every loss of money, every mistake I have taken in good faith
1: because I know that this is my path. You know. So, mm. besides the lack of support from your parents and um, you know jestings from your friends, are there some other challenges that you have faced so far in venturing into the beauty industry? Oh yes When I
2: finished that internship course for a year I went out to look for a job Because I promised myself that the only job I was going to take was a job as a makeup artist So I went for an interview and I started working in Black Up Paris It was a French makeup brand it was an, it's, an, it's an international brand So I became one of their counter makeup artists It wasn't very easy, but I loved it I wasn't earning what I would have earned if I was working in a bank or in a stock booking firm like I was working before or a real estate or interior decor company like I was working before. But I was happy. I went to the office. I loved going to work every day to play with makeup. I loved really helping women of color find their shade of makeup. I loved selling makeup to them. I had practiced selling makeup for so long so I was good at it and I loved it. However... When I stopped whistling to go to work, I knew that my time had come to leave Black Ops, Paris and I left. I got a car and then I started doing my business from the back of my car. I was selling makeup as well as, you know, doing makeup. But in my time in Black op I had learned how to become a bride makeup artist. This meant that I could now offer my service as a makeup artist to people who were getting married, people who had parties. Two months after I left my job, I was able to get a stop. And then that's how my business started in 2014 officially. In 2015 officially, yes, till date, because I remember I resigned in 2014 and in 2015 January, my business started up until date. It's been a wonderful experience. It's been I'm happy mm-hmm. that I took this part because it has been very rewarding and then the the, the the race is not over yet. There are many challenges. However, because mm-hmm. I am passionate about what I do, I maintain I maintain the pace, knowing fully well that as long as the problem there is a solution. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. That's such a powerful story. So what do you consider the future of the beauty industry in Nigeria? What do you consider the future? Because... Uh, With the rise in Nollywood, with the popularity of the Nigerian entertainment... The beauty industry in Nigeria is not just big, it's mega. It's here to stay.
2: It's here to stay. In fact, the industry is moving from regular makeup to permanent makeup now. People now want to have their eyebrows microbladed. People want to... People want to have their lashes permanently done. People are doing so much in the beauty industry that we don't even have enough beauty experts. To some people over oh, the industry is oversaturated, but that's not true. The beauty industry is very wide. Some are into fashion, some are into styling, some are into hair, some are into makeup, some are into photography. So it's such a big industry and I feel that a lot of it is untapped. A lot of it is untapped because if it wasn't so saturated, if it was if it was too saturated people won't still be overbooked. There are lots of artists out there who are overbooked. So if you're not making money from one aspect of the beauty industry, there's several other aspects to, to make money from. And for those who are outside the country who look up to Nigerians, we also look up to them too because... You find yourself looking around. Nobody knows everything. So we learn from each other. I could could go out of the country and I could learn from somebody else. So while they're looking up to us, we are also looking up to them as well. We're also looking up to them as well. And Lagos is a place where there's so many parties. The celebrities are plenty in Lagos so there's so much work to do. If you employ a staff now, once they know this queue, they leave you. So you would always need to employ more people. The work is so much. So we are grateful that we're in an industry where we find that we are relevant. There is no party there is no party without makeup. There is no party without gelli artists. There is no yeah, photographers. There is no party without photographer. So generally, the world is really a global mm. village, and mm. the beauty industry goes round in circles. We learn from from so everywhere
1: much. and anywhere. Thank you so much for educating me because I also thought that it was um, congested. And now I'm just getting to learn that there's the fashion aspect, there's the styling aspect. And I think lots of people need to know that so that they don't um, limit their mindset to just hide industry. So, where do you see Kima's makeup in five years' time? Where do you see your makeup in your. um, Where do you see it? I see Kima's makeup running a proper beauty school where we
2: are giving people certificates that are legit recognized all over the world. I see him as Mm -hmm. giving back to the society in terms of empowering people who do not have anybody to empower them because I always remember how I started. I didn't have anyone to empower me and I didn't have money or moral support from anywhere. If not for Mm -hmm. um, one or two friends who believed in me, I would not be able to be where I am today. When I got my studio, I had only 50,000 naira with me. My friend gave me her ATM card and told me to pull out any amount I wanted. Two of my friends did that. Mm. So There are many people who are out there who do not have anybody. So my community social responsibility will be taking some of these people and training them, giving them something to do so that they do not have to blame the society or their backgrounds. It is not easy to be a young woman in Nigeria of today and not have anything to do. So in five years' time, we intend to have a proper makeup training school where people can not only learn makeup as an art, but they will also learn the business side of makeup. We intend to have a proper photography studio where people can walk in and take portraits it's not very easy to hire a professional photographer out there they cost a lot of money but as a makeup artist i have learned photography so it allows me to offer the same service at cheaper rates to people who need that same service in this business, there are different levels to it. So, as long as it's the line of beauty, we'll be able to serve our customers. Also, in five years' time, we intend to have a proper structure that allows us to fit every category of people into the service that we provide. And then, as we keep learning, we'll keep expanding. We intend to go into our own product line in terms of manufacturing. It's not very easy to build up a kit because some of these kits are very expensive. So we intend to make our own line of products such that it is easy for people to afford them and they get great quality as well. So that's just um, a tip of the iceberg of what we have cooking up in the next um, five years. Mm.
1: Thank you so much. So. Sure. I I learned that you studied philosophy and religious studies so in retrospect what would you advise the government and what would you advise people regarding course of study would you have loved for you to have started this beauty thing five years ago as in five years to when you started maybe instead of spending five years studying philosophy and religious studies maybe if you had gone directly to study beauty and what, what are your thoughts on that on formal education or just going for vocational studies or just learning a skill and harnessing all of the potentials within that skill instead of spending more time at the university what are your thoughts regarding that
2: i go into university at the age of 17 i didn't really have a say then you know if my parents had given me the option I would have still gone to university but i would have loved to study beauty because i have always wanted to find myself in the beauty industry so even while i was going into university i knew that once i was done i was going to drop it you know but i feel that the government should include entrepreneurial skills. Gone are the days where if you want to be a fashion designer, a photographer, a makeup artist, it's assumed that your parents are less privileged and they cannot afford to put you in school. Right now it's easier for us to roll out graduates who have options. It's important to be properly educated but going to school for four years does not mean that you're going to be rich however studying whatever it is you are passionate about whether it's for four years or for two years as mm-hmm. long as you are certified you are certified if we travel outside mm-hmm. the shores of this country everybody's work is respected as long as you have a license to practice what it is you say you practice you will be able to earn a living for yourself so i think that we should prioritize education but we should also prioritize skill acquisition and entrepreneurship because a lot of people have come out with first class in accounting and business administration and all those really professional courses and they're still on the streets without jobs others who are privileged have been able to get good opportunities but we must be prepared because we don't know what the future holds we don't know Mm -hmm. what the future holds so i feel like I, i want the government to pay attention not just to Um, um, the regular courses we have in school, but we should make sure that nothing is left aside. The government has to make sure that people are empowered regardless. We should empower our mind and we should empower our hands. Everybody cannot be a skilled person. Everybody cannot be an entrepreneur. However, people should have options learning is an ongoing process if you want to be a skilled person there should be proper provision if you want to be a reading kind of person where you work more with your mind as opposed to your hand we should have options so that everybody Mm. can follow Mm. their passion without being stigmatized i remember the day i went for an interview when i was still looking for a nine-to-five job the man looked at me from head to toe and said if you knew you wanted to work in a corporate environment why didn't you study accounting that was the last day i took my cv anywhere that was the last day i took my cv anywhere so at the end of the day nobody's um skill is is more is better than the other person's is no one's skill is better than another person's own. Everybody's work or line of trade is relevant outside this country. So I feel like no one's trade should be spat upon because it isn't another person's own. Right now in the society we need to our government needs to our government needs to look at all the options because the world is changing the world is changing so I hope that they're able to make more options for people in Nigeria because it's a large number of people and we all have different circumstances, different scenarios right now, anybody who is seller is important now Whoever
1: is bringing the into the Absolutely. country right now is important now because... Cash share in the supermarket yes. is important, for instance. Yes, small businesses are not giving the support that they need, but they contribute so much to the economy some advice that you can give to young people because you have followers you have people who would listen to this. i would think how do i venture into this industry how what kind of advice would you give to them especially to young people to the unemployed to people who actually want who are passionate about the beauty industry and don't know how to proceed young people out there i say fear not you have to
2: be very Fearless and dogged about what you want. You cannot afford to be a people pleaser. Had I sought to please my parents, I would have still been trying and they'll still not be pleased. Had I sought to please my friends, I'd still be trying and they'll still not be pleased. Almost all those so called people aren't doing the job they had then anymore. Thanks change things turn around so to every young person there who has something that they're really passionate about you have to be consistent you have to be consistent in learning you have to be consistent in practicing you have to be consistent in reading whatever it is that you know that wakes you up in the middle of night and leaves you wondering you need to chase it till you find it everybody mm. is blessed mm. with something. God has put potential in everybody so everybody has capacity for greatness. Mm. You just have to be able to do it without looking for people's approval. I'm not saying that every mm. young person should be rebellious. You don't have to be rebellious but you have to make sure that you do everything you can while you can so that in future you are not filled with regrets. Mm. In in business or in work or in career path, you make mistakes. As a young person, making mistakes is part of being a youth. If you don't make mistakes, you won't learn. So, for the youth out there, go for it. Be fearless about it. You have time. You have time. That's what I have to say to
1: the average young person. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to learn from you. I'm- have you back on our show in the next five years ten years when you're when you've got big global, you know is an instagram and a facebook handle is Kima. you can find me on my instagram handle at Kima Nua, and then you also find my photography page
0: Kima's photography and on facebook it's the same as well wow wow thank you so much in kim thank you so much for being vulnerable for your honesty for your candor and being able to Open up about some of the challenges that you face. Dear listeners, I'm sure that you've learned so much from this interview, and um, there's something that you can take on. I told you guys that it's would be fantastic, and to be amazing, and I'm am sure I didn't fall short. <laughs> uh, next week, I will be bringing someone who is also phenomenal within the media and branding space. I want you to stay subscribed and stay peaceful. So we meet again. I remain your favorite host, Juliet Leota. Bye for now.